good morning, good evening, good night, or good day, whichever applies, whether you're getting up in the morning and ready, going into work, ready for a big day, whether you're sitting down for a meal, you found a break in your day, you're driving, or putting your head down for bed, and I'm talking you to sleep. Hopefully I'll be boring enough to do so. Hey, this one I want you to think about, so make sure you're in a calm state. And I'm going to read to you uh, from another of the blog posts. So welcome back to the show, and here we go. Don't look up at the stars and think you need to reach them. Don't think that your life will be incomplete if you don't make it to the moon. Those stars are a long way away. The only way you can be happy is by reaching the stars. We can be certain of one thing at least, that you will not be your happiest self on your journey there. We cannot be certain that you will get there. We cannot be certain how long it will take. Also, we cannot be certain that if you make it there, you will like what you find, that it will be what you expected. What can we be certain of? Well, we can be certain that if you accept yourself right now, that you will enjoy the journey. It doesn't mean you can't adventure or journey to the stars, but the whole dynamic has changed. The journey is made rich by what you see along the way, at the peace and quiet of space, the constellations and the wondrous planets in orbit. If you are content with what is around you on Earth, you will have a wonderful journey regardless of the outcome. We focus on the most because someone thought it would make for a good economy. When I was in Nepal, they weren't looking for the most, the people there. They just needed a few things to make life more comfortable, to give them more control of their destiny. That was all. They're not as capitalist there. Our economy revolves around everyone pursuing more. This is why the most common religion in the world today is not Christianity or Islam, it is consumerism. If I want to sell you something, I need to convince you that you need to buy it. That to get better, you must buy. The more people I convince, the more sales I can make. The more insecurity I can make you feel, the more I can sell to you. Social media is useful for that. It makes you compare yourself more often to more ideal images of more people. With everything I sell to your neighbours, you'll think you'll need it too. Because you're all looking for the most. The journey for the most is a good one for sellers because it never ends. But you'll be chasing the stars forever. So how do I fix this, you ask? Well, someone sells you a solution to the problem of all the things being sold to you. That is, you need to pay for lots of personal development and business coaching to start your own business. So you can quit working for the man and run your own show. Wanting to start a business can lead you to discover a great goal, but wanting to start a business is not a good goal in and of its own self. It's like saying I want to use a hammer. What do you want to use a hammer for? I don't know, I want to use a hammer. I want to use a tool to do something. Everyone is telling you to be more. Instead of understanding if you can be happy in the job you're in, they sell you a business course. Instead of understanding if you can be comfortable and healthy in the body you're in, they sell you a diet and a gym membership. Instead of teaching you to love your modest home and your modest community, they sell you somewhere fancy to live on the other end of town. Instead of teaching you to accept yourself as you are, warts and all, they sell you a, you'll be happy when. The race for the most will never be over. 
but the race for the most will never be over. It doesn't mean you can't have a business coach, a bigger home, or a gym membership, but there's nothing more expensive than neglecting your minimum viable lifestyle, your sacred MVL. Your pattern of asking how your life can be better, about asking the most it can be, comes from a system that we've been playing in the Western culture. It's the wrong question, a poisonous question. Instead, ask, what's the least your life can be? On the outside, it looks like I'm doing too much, like I'm compensating for something. How does one kid go around and run around and do all these things? How is he living his least life while he seems to be doing the most? He writes about the minimum viable lifestyle, but looks like he's pushing harder and harder at everything. The answer is, all these things are bonuses used to optimize the experience as much as possible. It's a life full of bonuses. In a soccer game, you only need one goal to win. No matter the margin of victory, you only move three points up the table if you win 1-0 compared to winning 10-0. Scorelines are important. Many of us lose 5-10 when we could easily win 1-0. It's that simple. You don't have to play the prettiest football. The goals don't have to be awe-defying or artistic. It doesn't matter how the ball gets over the line. 1-0 is 1-0. So once you're winning 1-0, you can keep going as long as you don't lose your lead. That's the way I look at it. Every additional goal brings you joy, and so more goals can be acquired. But we must play defense at the same time. We must make sure we don't lose our lead by going for more. What's the most you can win a game by? No one knows. And as a Socceroos fan, I think they hold the current record. But they beat America Samoa 31-0 in 2001. But there is no limit. So you can't say, I'll only be happy when I win by the most. But what's the least you can win by? Everyone knows that. It's 1-0. After 1-0, each successive goal brings a little less joy. More, but less in total contribution total additional joy to the overall. Be content to stare at the stars and wonder. Maybe the stars are not in the sky so that we can long to reach them. Perhaps they're there so that they can decorate the rooftop of the perfectly wonderful life we have now. No one joins a soccer team to sit on the bench and watch the team win 1-0, 2-0 or 3-0. The joy comes from playing, from being on the field. What if you only got 10 minutes to play? Would you complain and whinge to the coach? Or would you instead focus on making every second count? So that's a blog post titled, What's the Least Your Life Could Be? And that is, uh, for those who might have remembered already listened to the episodes on the Minimum Viable Lifestyle, episodes one to three, Uh, which I think are probably our most popular episodes in terms of listens. Uh, It's it's part and parcel of that idea for me. It's one of the most important principles and early principles I learned, I guess, in my my little transformative period over the last five years or so. And uh, it is, for me, a complete shift and reorganization of how we normally pursue life, which is normally trying to get the most of everything, obviously, as I wrote in there. I I needn't say too much more on that. But the minimum viable lifestyle is very interesting in terms of we've been talking about 
a lot of stuff about status, status games, social image, and also personal image and the image we have of ourselves. And it's funny how as much as we talk about all these things and I've talked about lameness tests and Nobel Prize for anonymity, minimum viable lifestyle is this kind of one area you can focus on that challenges the rest and solves a lot of our, or not solves, but alleviates the, the pressures of a lot of these other things. Because if you're focused on your minimum viable lifestyle, if you're focused on asking what's the least your life can be, uh, you're not normally going down the the ravines of narcissism and uh, you know self-aggrandizement and trying to create this impressive version of you. And you're instead focused on what's the least? Staring at the stars because they decorate the perfectly wonderful life you have now. Not there so you can long and, and reach for them. And the whole point I made in there personally because it's, it's one thing to say all this stuff but I cannot say it if I don't live it. And so from the outside it looks like it would look like and it'd be somewhat correct that I'm a person with heavy ambition, with big goals, doing things that are likely to monetize and give me a big social image. I, I have a freaking podcast in my own name, for example, and a blog, and I'm a writer, and I'm doing all these things. So the question then becomes, what are the things you do in service of? Are they in service of your image, or are they in service of something greater? And that's a question I have to keep asking myself to ensure I stay on track, because it's definitely very easy to get off track, and for all I'm doing to become about that. And... Some people may think that is what this is all about. So just to be very honest with you and transparent, it's a real ongoing thing to negotiate. But minimum viable lifestyle helps you bring it right down when you need to. In that I could stop doing a lot of the things I'm doing now, a lot of the projects, and life would still be pretty good. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the end of the world. But if you're someone who needs to have this image of themselves have, uh, in my case, maybe someone else in my position would care more about having a, a good business reputation, being respected in the creative community, things like that, then their, their MVL, their minimum viable lifestyle, the least the life, the life they can put up with, um, it doesn't look like a much much simpler version, right? It's, it's they, they do need to do the things because they need to be on an avenue that's going to lead to that image. So what would make today incredible for you, right, without it being noteworthy or standing out or you even remembering it at the end of the year? That's the question to reflect on today. What would make today remarkable or tomorrow? Utterly remarkable. How would you spend it? But it's, it's remarkable in a very, very under, understated way that it's not going to be your day of the year that it's just like another day. And the th another thought to add on to that is rather than measuring things from where we are at our best, the real measure of us comes from who we are when we're at our least. Because if who you are at your least is someone you're proud of or your life at its least is something you're happy with. You can't lose. 
Thank you for joining us on the With Joey podcast. If you want anything else I can help you with, it'll be on the website, www.withjoeby.com. And until tomorrow, remember that the best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. What's the least your life can be?